Good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the Institute of Divine Metaphysical Research. This lecture is presented by members of the Syracuse, New York branch. I'd like to welcome you all to this school. This is a school and not a church and neither are we affiliated with any religious organizations. This school is a nonprofit, non-denominational, religious and scientific research organization that is dedicated showing proof of the existence of Yahweh, our Elohim, and the operation of his eternal purpose, pattern, and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was established as a result of a divine vision and revelation given to our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley, in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. We were incorporated in the state of California in 1958, and since that time, we have established branch schools across the United States, Canada, and other foreign countries. The Syracuse branch was established in 1969, and I'd like to recognize the presence of the Dean of Syracuse branch, Dr. Patrick Trevison. Now in this school, we use the true, correct, and original name and title of the original name and title of the Father, the Word, or Son, and the Holy Spirit, which are contained in the original Hebrew text. The true name of our Heavenly Father is Yahweh. This has been improperly substituted with the title Lord. For the word or son, we use the divine title Elohim. This has been improperly substituted with the title God. And the name of the Holy Spirit manifesting in or out of the physical body is Yahshua. This has been erroneously substituted with Jesus or Jesus Christ. Now, Lord and God are titles and not names. The Apostle Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 that there are Lord's many and God's many, and we now know each Lord must have a name and each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title, which means that Elohim is the title that our creator chose for himself. Jesus is a name, but it's an erroneous name. A minor investigation on your part into an encyclopedia or dictionary would prove that neither the Hebrew language, the Greek language, nor the Latin language contain any character or letter in their alphabet that would produce the sound that is made by the letter J. Neither was there a J in the English language until some 1400 years after the death of the Messiah. Therefore, making such names as Jesus and Jehovah impossible and untrue renderings of the true name of the Father and his Son. Christ is a title just like Lord and God. Now, Yahweh, our Heavenly Father, is pure spirit. And in this pure spirit state, he is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits, and bounds of everything. We have Yahweh depicted on, on this chart as the cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely the cloud to symbolize himself because the cloud can, um, has no particular descriptive shape and form. And if you take a look at this chart, you'll see that the cloud goes all the way around the edges of the chart so that everything on the chart abides within the cloud in like manner. Everything in the universe abides within this pure spirit state of Yahweh. And Yahweh, knowing that man cannot perceive of him in this pure spirit state, takes on shape and takes on form right within himself as Yahweh Elohim. This is the word or son, a super incorporeal being that is, having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. Now, this visionary shape and form can only be seen by divine vision, 
and only understood by divine revelation. Later on, this self-same spirit manifests himself in a physical body as Yahshua Messiah, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. Now, there is only one name given unto salvation, and we must know that name. So the simple yet intelligent question we should ask ourselves is what was the name of the Messiah during the time that he walked the earth plane? You can get a better understanding of this name and title by reading a preface to a Holy Name Bible. Now, also in this school, we teach by the divine pattern of the universe. We call it a divine pattern because it's Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of Egypt and into the wilderness of Sinai, he then called Moses on top of Mount Sinai and revealed this tabernacle pattern to him in a vision. Moses was instructed to return to the wilderness of Sinai and build one exactly as he had seen in the mount. This tabernacle pattern consists of a most holy place, a holy place, and a court roundabout. These three compartments making up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof how that everything is made and operates according to the structure and function of this threefold tabernacle pattern, and absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. Now, in this school, we have 10 primary constitutional aims and objectives, and they are as follows. First is to help you find and know Yahweh, our Elohim, as he really is and actually exists. Two, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua Messiah, without distinction of race, nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Third, to investigate the unexplained spirit law, or so-called law of nature, and the powers latent in man. Fourth, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religion, psychology, philosophy, modern, practical, and occult science. Fifth, to extirpate current superstition, skepticism, and ignorance. Sixth, to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and ages. Seventh, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eighth, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Ninth, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained there is no other name given among men whereby man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua Messiah. Tenth, to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua Messiah with the hope of immortal glorification in the newer state. Our watchword is peace and our slogan is speak the truth. Our scripture readers reading this evening is Ephesians, the fourth chapter, which will be read by Dr. Jerry Geller from our Oceanside class. Our readers for this evening are Dr. Doug Kometty from our Syracuse class and Dr. Reba Zahar from, I'm not sure what class, she's everywhere. And our, we'll have a prayer this evening by Dr. Judy Turner. If we could have Judy open it with a prayer, please. All right. Am I heard? Yes, you are heard. Okay. I want everybody to bow their hearts and minds. And um, unto Yahshua, 
and to thank him for keeping us as one, okay? Keeping us in the fold, keeping us in the truth. This creation, we all know, is starting to fall apart at the seams. And uh, we all know that. We've all been taught that down through the years. All right. And um, I am thankful to be here. I pray Yahshua keeps me here. And I also pray that Yahshua keeps you here. In Yahshua's precious name, let us all say. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good evening, class. I'll be reading Ephesians, the fourth chapter tonight from the Holy Name Bible. I, therefore, a prisoner of Elohim, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling. One Elohim, one faith, one baptism, one is Yahweh and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of the Messiah. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he took captive captivity and gave gifts unto men. Now he that ascended, what is it but he that also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above the heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the sons, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of the Messiah, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of Yahweh unto a perfect man unto the measure of the statue of the stature of the fullness of the Messiah, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But being truthful in love, ye may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even the Messiah, in whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body into the edifying of itself in love. This I say, for, therefore, and exhort through Yahweh that ye henceforth live not as the heathen live in the vanity of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of Elohim through the ignorance that is in them because of the hardness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lustful practices and to work all uncleanness with greediness. 
but ye have not so learned from the Messiah. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Yahshua, that ye put off your former behavior, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. After that, ye put on the new man, which after Elohim is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither, neither give place to the adversary. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt conversation proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of Yahweh, by whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as Yahweh for the Messiah's sake hath forgiven you. Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Thank you very much, Jerry. Appreciate that. And um, this evening, we will have a three-speaker format. And for our first speaker, I'd like to introduce from our Oceanside class, Dr. Linda Volpe. Hi, everyone. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Thank you. Okay. Uh, it's, it's great to be with everyone again today. Uh, as everyone always says, it's a surprise to get called, but... I, as we all know, we all have something that we can testify of our Savior and of Yahweh and what he's done for us. And um, today's, well, first of all, today's just been like unbelievable, as we all know. And I know you probably were talking about it before class, but um, what's just manifested so much to me over this pandemic and over this time period is just the fight versus it's good versus evil. Okay. And that's what it's always been. Uh, there's always been division back in this country, in this world, back to even the beginning of time with the division of the, uh, not the beginning of time, but the beginning of things with the, um, Palestine and Israel and back in, you know, those times. And uh, we know that it says in the scripture that, Yahweh didn't bring peace on earth. Yahshua didn't bring peace on earth. Sorry, I'm a little nervous. I'm going to slow down. Yahshua didn't bring peace on earth, but he brought a sword. And um, there's just the manifestations that have been just going on um, down through these, this time period since this pandemic. And I know way before that also, but it's just been so magnified um, and just so, uh, I don't know, blatant and, and just awful and evil. And, you know, and the thing is going on today, it's just like, it's a fight. It's a constant fight tearing between good and evil. And 
uh, it's the devil is, is so he's going to be like the most high and he is so good at what he does that these people are just being used by him under, you know, we say all the time that the devil, all he does is accuse and excuse. And it's so obvious to see who's in these bodies right now, accusing and excusing and justifying and, and, uh, all these conspiracy theories and trying to undermine everything that's good and what this country is based on. And it's just, and I know this country has problems. I get that, but you know, if we don't have a democracy and and anything like that, I mean, what is this country? So uh, it's just the power that Yahshua has given the devil in these last days. And we know that there's nothing that's going on that Yahshua doesn't want going on. Uh, It's not like anything's out of control. And I just have such a peace, you know, and, and, and serenity about it because whatever happens, Yahshua is, it's his will. And my mom, I talk to her all the time and she's always like, you know, having kind of cat, somewhat having a cow about stuff. And I'll be like, Yahshua's running the show, mom, whatever happens, he's got it under control. And this is how he wants the thing to play out. And I know that she does, um, I want to say it. some of my peace about things does um, rub off on her a little bit. And I feel, I feel like she feels comfort because I'm so assured in the things that I know. And I'm not saying that um, it's not hard and I'm not saying it's not shocking and all these other things, but if you just know that Yashua was running the show and it's his purpose and plan, and we may not agree with it, we may not understand it, we may not see the wisdom and stuff, we know that it's there. We know that he is intelligence, you know, and on the chart, Um, You can see the attributes on the top left of the chart up there. And he is, he is that it's not, we always say it's not that he um, has that he is these things. He, uh, he is these attributes. So he is wisdom itself. He is intelligence itself. He is knowledge. And so, and justice and all of those that are on there, strength, power, foundation, beauty, love. And so that's who he is. And so to know that that's what the spirit law, that's spirit law itself, that's what's running this entire um, existence, you know, this, not even this world, this, not even this universe, this, it's existence itself. And so um, I, I would say that he's just making his, his purpose more manifest it, during these end times, and I mean, it's so obvious that we're getting close to the end. And I know we've, you know, people have said that they thought it's been the end since they came into class 40 years ago. And that's true, but we have to remember prophetic time also. You know, one day is, is a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. So even though it seems like it's a long time, we're kind of in the day. So uh, we just, we're, we're given a gift to be able to discern the uh, what's in these bodies and to know that there's a mystery of iniquity in operation because people don't even know that they, they don't know that Yahweh or Yahweh Elohim created the mystery of iniquity for contrast and for to show forth Yahshua's glory and Yahweh Elohim's glory. That's what he's created for. So he's a worthy adversary 
And, but he's, you know, it's a fixed fight. He's not going to win. We always say. And so to have that knowledge and just to watch the purpose play out and to just know that we have Yashua, uh, you know, if, if you have Yashua, uh, well, how's the scripture go? Uh, who, if, if, if Yashua's for you, who can be against you? And so that, if we just remember those things, uh, it's very helpful during these times. And um, it is a fight to the finish. And even though I say these things and I have feel like I have confidence, I know I get shaken a lot by things too. It's not like it's a slam dunk and everything, you know, it's a fight to the finish. And we all have, to, we have to endure to the end, whatever that is for our own vessels and our own lives. Everyone's endurance has different things in it and different ways that the devil gets us at, gets at us because he knows us better than we know ourselves. And we all have, we all have, um, uh, a way to have for him to get at us at all times. And that's where Yahshua comes in because Yahshua suffers these things with us and gives us the wisdom and the strength to, uh, fight off the wiles of the devil and, and say, get behind me, Satan, when he's working you over. And, you know, I always think about it. It's a fight to the finish. If it wasn't, a, if it, if it was easy, they wouldn't say that, you know, it wouldn't be said that. And, and it's, it's scripturally in there that it's not going to get easier. It's going to get harder. And, um, and then in Matthew, the, the 24th chapter, you know, looking at the end times, it said, you know, if Yahshua didn't cut it short, even the very elect would, you know, would have problems. And that's so scary because we're no match for the devil. And we just have to remember that Yahshua is doing it all. And so there's some scriptures that um, kind of are pertaining to this. Get me if you could. Second um, Timothy three and one. Let me see if I can find it. Second Timothy three and one. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of Elohim, having a form of godliness but denying the power of it. From such, turn away. I know we just recently read this, and um, somebody uh, was on talking about um, perilous times and was saying that uh, referring to mankind as opposed to you know all the things that are going wrong, you know, as far as natural disasters and all this kind of things because everything. In other words, it's mankind and it's 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 in the behind the veil of the flesh. And this is, you know, who's in these bodies is all these. It's, and we say all the time and we can you can put it on the chart there if you want. But there's there's the mist. There's two mist. There's one spirit and two mysteries, the mystery of iniquity and the mystery of righteousness. So in uh, and both mysteries basically um exist and work behind the veil of the flesh. And so, you know, when you read this whole thing, thank you so much. And then, and you can see that the mystery of iniquity on the right is darkness and, 
and all the negative attributes that um, make up that body. And then you see the light on the left, which is Yahshua and all the, the righteous attributes. So uh, it's just, it's a fight between those two, those two mysteries. And, you know, it's a fixed fight. We know that, but we still are part of the fight because it's going on in these physical bodies, in the hearts and minds of men, I might add, in the most holy place of men. And yeah, you know, and, and the devil is, is wants to be like the most high. So he's sitting up in our, in our most high place in our brain, um, synonymous with our heart and uh, ruling these physical bodies, because we know that that's where he um, is manifesting all of his iniquity and his, and his purpose. And we can refer to, uh, I believe it's Revelations 12, I think it is, Revelation 12, when it says, um, woe unto them in the, in the inhabitants of this earth plane, because he's been cast out of heaven, and he's in these physical bodies, and he has but a short time. And I probably didn't quote it exact, but that's close enough. So basically, that's what's going on in this world. And to know this and to have some insight and to see the workings of things behind the veil of the flesh, we, we everyone that, you know, gets on this floor, quote, so to speak, uh, is so thankful and appreciative to have the truth, to know the truth, to be able to stand on the truth and have some insight into what's really happening and, and the fight for our souls and all that. So anyway, so in second Timothy three, um, all those, all those things that they, they listed all down there, that's what's going on right now. Just openly manifest. And, and the thing too, you know, earlier on, uh, these things were kind of hidden behind a veil, like, like they weren't so open and, and obvious right now, like they are now, but like, they were kind of hidden more so and, and there was more cunningness and stuff like that. But now it's just like blatant. And I know there's still people hiding things. Don't get me wrong, but it's just the devil has a short time and he's, he's doing, he's, he's letting all this, you know, he's letting all the stops out. He's just going for it, you know, and under the, and we know that he works with politics economics and religion so of course the politics is like he, he's got so much power right now going doing all these things uh having a field day and politics is with economics which is with re, you know religions all in there too because they have like a stronghold on everything and they're like infiltrating politics a lot so it's all a kind of a closed demonic circuit if i if i could say it that way and so um, and then let's get first Peter five and eight real quick. Cause that's also what's going on here. Let me see if I get that. He's dead. My fingers aren't working, Deb. Okay. First Peter five and eight. Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, like a roaring lion walks about seeking whom he may devour whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Yeah, and so it took me a while to find this. So it says, um, be sober, be vigilant. Uh, your adversary, which is the mystery of iniquity, 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 the mystery of iniquity on that chart, um, 
in the black there, he is uh, a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. And we need to, re and then it says, whom resists steadfast in the faith. Um, and so the faith is this gospel and Yahshua, the Messiah, and uh, faith is substance and, ev and evidence, what we say all the time, Hebrews 11 and 1. And then I believe it's 11 and 6. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. So we need to be sober. In other words, keep focused on the things that are important in this life. Be sober minded. Don't be caught up in the flesh and the lust of the flesh and all the things we want to acquire uh, or if you're if you're suffering and hurting right now and, and don't have certain things you need, try to just keep the faith that Yahshua will provide for you during these really hard times, too. You know, and there's a lot of people suffering out there right now and, and Yahshua will take care of it. You know, it just and at least give you peace of mind to know that that it'll be OK one way or, the no or another. And it says, be sober, be vigilant. That's another thing. Keep watch. Um, and the dictionary definition looks like on that. Keep watch. Stay awake. Keep alert and keep watchful. And there's so many times that, um, you know, the devil will come at us and we, you know, we think it's our thoughts or we don't really think that it's, it's not so bad or whatever. But we have to, he's vigilant. Well, he's vigilant on us and we have to be vigilant against him. And uh, we need to constantly be looking to Yahshua to, to see what we need to do and how we need to accomplish something. And, and um, don't get like caught up with all the stuff going on in this world and, and the flesh. And because this world, the lusts of this world are put here um, to be really desirable because, you know, that's, that's how we are as humans. So um, we have to just kind of keep that in mind that we need to, to resist steadfastly, which, you know, we need to constantly be reminding ourselves and examining ourselves. We talk about that all the time. We have to examine our thoughts, examine our attitudes, examine our faith, examine the scriptures. Everything is an examination, you know, and we talk about from a physical standpoint, you need to get examinations to make sure your body is healthy. And uh, we need to exa get examinations all the time in our heart and mind, which we know that actually Yahshua is manifesting the examination to us to show us what's in us, you know, and what needs to be cleaned up. We know we're not doing that, but it's still something that we as, you know, the tabernacle of Yahshua have to keep mindful of and aware of at all times that we need to keep in check, I guess, is my point. And so, um, give me, and actually get me, uh, Matthew 24 real quick too. And I think, uh, so anyways, I know we've talked a lot lately about the mystery of iniquity and, um, I could get in there and, and show you that he was created, uh, by Yahweh as a worthy adversary. And, and then it says in there, uh, I think it's, in Isaiah, I create light and I create darkness. I create good. I create evil. And people of the world don't understand that because how could a God that's love create a devil? But there's a purpose and plan and operation that totally, it totally shows forth that principle. 
And so, um, all right, let me have Matthew 24 and 36. Matthew 24, verse 36. But of that yeah. day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Whereas in the days they were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. Would you like me to go ahead and read one more? Yeah, go ahead. And knew not and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the son of the the son of man be. Okay, and basically my point on that is that uh, we know, of course, that you know the the creations, as as the prayer said, the creation is just disintegrating in so many different ways and it's just so obvious but um it says all these things are going to happen and the end is not yet so obviously we know that we're on a path to the end but we don't know how long it's going to be we don't know how long the endurance is going to be and it says right here at the end this is after matthew 24 they were talking about what you know the the disciples asked what are the signs of the end and he, you know, outlined all those things and then said all those things are going to happen, but the end is not yet. And so basically um, saying that of that day and hour knoweth no man, um, but as the Noah were, so, so shall the coming of man be. And, and then it goes on to say all the things that were going. And any of us or oh, anybody can really, even people not in class, can see the degradation and degradation and um, just the pure awfulness. I can't even think of good words for it, but the, the, the deterioration that's on over the, over the time, over these decades and everything, and just how, how just evil it's continually really. And, and that's, kind of you know that's in the days of noah they were they were you know marrying giving you know lusting all these things that they were doing and it's that's always kind of gone on but it's just so everything is just so blatantly selfish and materialistic and everything is about the people like what they want you can't take their freedom away from them how dare you take my freedom you know, and all that kind of thing. But, you know, there's a difference between freedom and selfishness and love and a difference between freedoms and love of the brethren and love of your neighbor and trying to trying to unite together to try to overcome like this pandemic or any of the problems. But everything is just, you know, me first. It's all about me. It's all about what I want. And you're not going to, you know, tell me what to do. And this is a free country. And it's just so it's just so just gotten so blatantly corrupt and just unpleasant. And it's like that. And, and that's like the days that are going on, like the days of Noah. So anyways, I would say that they but they knew not when the time was going to be. And then on 44, it says, therefore, be you also ready for in such an hour as ye think not the son of man cometh. 
which also reminds me of the um, of the scripture that says that if you knew the hour when your house was going to be broken into, you would have not allowed it to happen. And these are the times right now that we have to stay just diligent to not let our house be broken into because we don't know when the time is and we don't want to be doing something that would not be pleasing unto our creator at the time that our creation is going to go out, you know, whatever it's our physical body or the whole, you know, the whole, uh, everything, you know, the whole, not even the universe, the existence itself. So, you know, those are things that I've been thinking about. And I just feel like also that there, you know, there's such an alternate reality going on, you know, and, and, and everything in the physical, we always talk about Romans 119 and 20. Sorry, I'm really shaky. Romans 119 and 20 is the physical, the things of the physical show forth the spiritual reality, basically, and that what you can know about Yahweh. And there's just, and things in the physical are happened so you can understand spiritual reality also. And so the, the thing I'm looking at now too is that everything is such an alternate reality right now because, you know, we've got this, you know, I don't want to talk about politics, but it's, that's, what's, it's, that's what it's manifesting in. It's like there's this alternate reality that there was a fake election and everything, you know, and everything's stolen and fake. There's the people that think that, and then there's the people that believe that it was a real election and all these like people that have we looked at it, said it's real and it, it's the way that it is and the people have spoken, but the other people are in an alternate reality saying that it's not that way and it's totally a different way. And it's just so manifest just with people just, you know, and we'd say all the time, people believe what they want and believe what, or they they believe what they want to believe and they, they uh, don't want to believe what they don't want to believe, whether they have witnesses, evidence, truth. And I know that, the, you know, it's set up right for the thing because there's so much corruption anywhere and everywhere. Now, nobody believes anybody. The truth is gone. You know, we t- we've talked about that over just the years that there's really the truth is not really held up anymore on things. And, and so we would have to, like, switch that to the spirit that there's an alternate reality in the spirit also. It's like, is Yahshua your savior or is he not your savior? Is Yahshua, um, did he come in to do what he said he came in to do or did he not? You know, and, and, you know, there's, that's the alternate reality spiritually. So, and, but it has to be manifested in the world too. Um, So those things I think about a lot that you would sit there and you'd be like, how can people think whatever, you know, you hear these things and you'd be like, how could a person like with all the, the evidence that's out there think this or that or this or that, but they do just like from a spiritual standpoint, you have all the witnesses and we talk about all the time, the law and prophets, law, prophets and fulfillment. We have all the witnesses out there to show forth the purpose and plan of Yahweh, not to mention always taught that way by the founder um, who had the vision and revelation, I might add. And, and he said, never get up off of what I've taught you and what I've preached to you, because I'm just confirming basically what the law and prophets said. 
and Paul and all the and, and all of them. So he's he never got up off of what they're teaching. So it's another alternate reality that, you know, do you believe what was preached and, and the truth that was always out there or some alternate reality? So I kind of feel like that's just been made so manifest in the world right now. And then, um, so I guess I'm going to stop right now because I, I could go on, but I'm not going to. Um, I'm just so thankful that uh, we've been given the truth and that Yahshua keeps us, keeps our mind and our heart where it needs to be so far. And we just need to pray for that all the time. And um, just ask him to help us get through these times. And we thank him so much for allowing us to be a part of this gospel and uh, just to keep our heads on straight. And what everyone's going through a lot of different things, just all their own, you know, just nameless, you know, uh, infinity amount of different things, but they're all for the, for the good of, of them who love Yahshua. And they're also to perfect the sons and to perfect our souls. And as Dr. Kinley said, we say all the time that he wouldn't give two cents for a spirit that hasn't been tried. And with those words, it's like, I hope it was encouraging, even though it was negative, but it's encouraging because um, these things have to happen so that, um, you know, Yahweh's purpose and Yahshua's purpose is made manifest and um, the, the glory of Yahshua shines through all these things. So with those words, thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Volpe. And for our next speaker from our Syracuse class, we'd like to hear from Dr. Sharon Welch. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. I uh, enjoyed the remarks of the first speaker. It's, uh, you know, a sad reality that, uh, you know, we have to speak about these things, but um, that's the way that uh, seems like Yahweh's purpose is unfolding. Um, and we know that, you know, he's got it all under control. And um, we have to remember that when we turn on our TV and see the chaos that uh, is happening out there in this, in this world. Um, you know, and looking at this chart uh, that's before you, you know, you have to remember that <clears throat> he is the God of this world, which it says it up here in the most holy place where he sits. There you go. And I think that says 1 Corinthians 4, we want Second uh, Corinthians 4 and 4. Yeah, let's get that. <clears throat> so, 2 hmm. Corinthians 4 and 4. Yes. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them who believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of the Messiah, who is the image of Elohim, should shine unto them. Right. So you have to remember that the mystery of iniquity um, or Satan, this is his kingdom. It's not Yahshua's kingdom. 
we are in Yahshua's kingdom, which is, um, let's get Romans uh, 14 and 17. This, this world is Satan's kingdom. He is the God of this world. So you know that when you turn on your TV, you're going to see chaos. You know, you're going to see um, uh, division. You know, I was watching it earlier when the um, they departed and I saw how that they were so divided. Like you could see the the blue ties and the red ties, <laughs> you know, and they had to uh, uh, leave there and in two different parties and they're divided. I, I just thought that, you know, his kingdom is divided. Yahshua's kingdom is not divided. Um, let's get Romans. Right. Romans 14, 17. For Thank the kingdom you. of Yahweh is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So Yahshua's kingdom is not, why does it say eat and what does it say? Drink and eat? Meat. Meat. Those are not physical. meat and drink. Right. So those are physical things. When you meet or eat, you eat the meat or drink. That's a physical act that you're doing. And that's not Yahshua's kingdom, but it is righteousness, peace, and joy. Now, you're not seeing that turning on the TV because that's not his kingdom. That's, that's the uh, Satan's kingdom. Um, and, you know, that all happened right from the beginning of creation uh, when he was cast out. Let's get Revelations 12. You have to realize that... Um, this is talking about, um, can I have the dispensation and ages chart, which shows you um, the beginning. See the angelic creation. This is when this is happening in Revelations, the 12th chapter. Revelation 12 and 7. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon fought and his angels and mm -hmm. not. So, so Deb, so uh, yeah. there was war in heaven. Why, why is there war? See, mm -hmm. the only reason there's war is because you have two opposing um, uh, thoughts. Like you've got the truth and you got a lie. Mm -hmm. Every war that you could uh, uh, think about is that you have to have two opposite uh, entities, which is the truth and a lie. Mm -hmm. So when the truth is revealed, and you you know run this through the politics, I mean it's it's true that uh, you know Biden won, but the lie <laughs> you see is the one that is causing all of the chaos and that is the war the war in heaven see uh so and what happened after there was war in heaven michael and his angels fought against the dragon and right. the so, dragon fought so michael which is uh um uh an angel of yahweh see he's a warrior 
and his angels. So he has a warfare, see, and Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. Who's the dragon? But the mystery of iniquity. <clears throat> so the dragon, fought, go ahead. And the dragon fought and his angels. So, oh, wait, the dragon has angels. Mm -hmm. See, <laughs> mm -hmm. he's got, he's got an army too. Mm -hmm. But what happened, Deb? And prevailed not. They prevailed not. See, the mystery of iniquity is not going to prevail. They, you know, they think that they're doing something great out here in the world right now. But you see all of those, uh, the law, see, the law is just surrounding them and just pushing them right out of the uh, capital, which is, would be the um, typifying, you know, heaven or the glorious, you know, it, it reminded me of um, the sanctuary where the, you know, the globe. And so that's the most holy place. And the law is just pushing them right out. You see it manifest. So they prevailed not. So what happened? Neither was here their in, place found any more in heaven. Oh, their place. See, you, they, they, you, you're not going to be here. You're out of here. You see, and that's the law. The that's uh, uh, moving them out. So, and what happened? And the great the, dragon was cast out. Mm. That old serpent called the devil and Satan. See, who he was the whole world. They are deceiving the whole, they are deceived. They're under a delusion right. and they're extremists that are just like, you know, I don't even think that some of them are doing it for Trump. I think they're doing it for themselves because they want to be heard and they want to, you know, they just have it in them that they want to riot. They want to, you know, they were throwing things and they just, that's that mystery of iniquity, just that anger, all those things that were in our scripture. And I'll get there hopefully eventually that, um, that they're manifesting. So they were cast out. Keep going. He was cast out into the earth and right. his angels were cast out with him. See, that's why he's, he was cast out into the earth. He's mm -hmm. the God of this world. Mm -hmm. So he was cast out into this world mm -hmm. and his angels, all of the army, he's, mm -hmm. you know, they're all, they're all out of there. Okay. So then what happens? And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our L. Oh, so so now the kingdom, see, now comes strength. So, and now is the kingdom, which is righteousness, peace, and joy. It wasn't before. It was war. But now that when Satan is cast out, now there is righteousness, peace, and joy, which is the kingdom. Okay, keep going. And the power of his Messiah. Mm. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down. Right. Who accused them before our Elohim day and night. Right. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and oh. by the word of their testimony. See, now these, the policemen here, um, 
they have the shields and they have the guns and they, you know, they, their uh, helmets and, and gear all over their bodies. And, you know, they're just what, that's not what's going to get rid of uh, the mystery of iniquity as far as you're concerned. See, what happens is that he is, what is he? Read it again, Dad, please. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. So overcoming him, how do you overcome that mystery of iniquity that's knocking on your door, busting, trying to bust out your windows? <laughs> you see, trying to get into your most holy place. See, by the blood of the lamb, which is death, burial and resurrection the blood of the lamb is it's the death burial and resurrection which is the gospel or the what the word of what the word of their testimony mm -hmm. and they love not their lives unto the death see they love not their lives unto the death because why because they have the love of the truth that's what we have we have the love of the truth Right. All of those protesters do not have the love of the truth. <laughs> they don't want to hear the truth. They want to believe the lie because they're under a delusion. Um, let's get the scripture. I want to go to the scripture because I want to work with that a little bit. I didn't Remember really need to go. Well, I, I one. We got we to gotta pick it up at one. Okay, Ephesians 4 and 1. I therefore, the prisoner of Yahshua, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. Okay, so we've been, I've been hearing this a lot, you know, with different classes and people, um, speakers talking about how that they are a prisoner of Yahshua. And you would think that that would be a negative thing. Uh, but if you look at the principle between, you know, with a print with a prisoner, uh, see, once Yahshua is in you, you know, you he rules you. He, he you know, he tells you he tells you what to do. He's in control of you. When you're in prison, you have no control, right, Frank and Scott? You have no control of what you do and when you do it you have to do it when they tell you to do it you know frank is always telling me stories on how when it's you know lights out at night they want to i got a headache i need an aspirin you know no it's lights out you're done <laughs> that's what a prisoner is and when yashua tells you to do something you're gonna do it there's no question or you know thought about it you know that's because he's he's in control now beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherein you are called and i thought about that word vocation if you got a dictionary i have it on my phone i got a um definition let's get that definition of vocation definition of vocation not a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> a strong feeling of 
suitability for a particular career or occupation. So a strong feeling of suitability. You're suitable. See, a strong feeling of suit suitability for a particular career or organization. What's our career? What is your career now that you're um, claiming that you have the Holy Spirit? Uh -huh. To help you, you find know? and know Yahweh. Yeah, exactly. I'll just go right down through the whole 10 uh, aims, you know. Preach that gospel. Yeah. That's what you that's that's what your career is. That's what our occupation is, is to preach that gospel. Um, and it's a strong feeling. You know, it's not nothing like, oh, well, well, maybe, you know, oh, no, it's a strong feeling. The vocation where, where with you are called, you are called to this vocation. Do you have more, Bree? Yeah. Go ahead. A person's employment or main occupation, especially regarded as particularly worthy and requiring Great dedication. Oh, wow. And that's exactly what he's saying, that you are walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. Particularly worthy and required great dedication. You know, that's, that's got to be manifested. I'm sorry, but, you know... You can't say, oh, I'm so dedicated, and then just don't manifest um, Yahshua. And, and his, well, let's keep reading in the scripture. <laughs> this Verse is what two. we're going to. Yep. With all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. See, are you, are you seeing that when you turn on your TV? I don't think so, because that's not what the mystery of iniquity manifests. But when you are walking in the vocation and with in Yahshua, being a prisoner of Yahshua, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering for bearing one another in love. Keep going. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bonds of peace. Mm -hmm. There is one body. In one spirit, even as ye are called, in one hope of your calling. See, you we have a calling. The vocation wherein you are called. He's telling you there is one body and one spirit. A one one what do you mean one spirit? Well, one life-giving spirit. You see, because people say, oh, the uh, mystery of iniquity is a spirit. Well, he is a spirit, but he is not the spirit. Yahweh is the only life-giving spirit. There's only one. See, even though you are called in one hope of your calling, go ahead. One Yahweh, mm -hmm. one faith, one baptism, mm -hmm. one Elohim and father of all. Who is above all and through all and in y'all. Mm -hmm. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Yahshua. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity 
captive and gave gifts unto men. See, now, now those gifts unto, I'm sorry, Ruth, those gifts unto men, hey, what, what, what is that? But that is that Holy Spirit. But if you read up in seven, it's according to the measure of the gift of Yahshua. See, you, you get it in different measures. Not that, uh, oh, you only have one fourth of the Holy Spirit. That's not what I'm talking about. But he'll, he'll break it down as we keep reading. And keep reading and we'll, we'll get to it. Where he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Mm -hmm. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? Mm -hmm. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangels and some pastors and teachers. See, the, now that, I'm sorry, that is the measure. See, some of us are apostles. Some of us are prophets. Some of us are evangelists. See, not, not all of us can go out and, uh, you know, start a class somewhere. Not all of us can teach. Not all of us can preach. You see? But that body, the perfection of the sons, together we make up that body. Twelve, please. For the perfecting of the sons. There you go. For the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Yahshua. Mm -hmm. Till we all come in the unity of the faith. And of the knowledge of the Son of Yahweh unto a perfect man, mm -hmm. unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Yahshua, mm -hmm. that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. See, they lie and wait to deceive. That's what that mystery of iniquity does. Mm -hmm. Can I have the, I think we call it the brain chart. I haven't seen that chart in a while. There we go. It's up there. Oh, yeah. I love this chart. We don't uh, work with it much, but uh, lying and and wait to deceive. That's what that mystery of iniquity does. And on this chart <clears throat> is just trying to show you how the old covenant is and how the new covenant is. They're calling it old night and then new day. See? And then the old night is that condemnation. See? We have transgression, liar, hell, Hate, greed, and uh, where is it? Down here, we got it. Uh, let's see, pick it up at the, uh, oh boy. Uh, where'd you end up, Reba? I'm 15. 15? Yes. Okay. But speaking the truth in love, 
may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Yahshua, mm -hmm. from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, mm -hmm. according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, making increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Mm -hmm. This I say, therefore, and testify in Yahshua, that ye henceforth walk, not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind. See, in the vanity of their I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dee. In the vanity of their minds. Um, I can't remember where it is, but all men are van vain. Subject. All, it's vain imagination. You know, what is yeah. vanity? But uh, those that uh, consider themselves as being right all the time. I mean, look what's going on. <laughs> And all of this stuff on the old night, see the hatred, the carnal mind, the ignorance, the unruly, the anger, the pride, the lust, the vain. See, it says vain right there. That is all under the old covenant. That is all describing the mystery of iniquity and how that, that's how it is manifested. And it has to be manifested through a physical body. How else are you going to see it? How else are you going to see anger? How else are you going to see a, a carnal mind or, or ignorance, um, hatred, see, uh, vain imaginations? It's got to manifest through a physical body. So have, um, uh, where'd you leave off? Having the understanding darkened. Yeah, yes. being alienated yes. from the life of the Messiah. See, when you're over there in that old night, you are alienated from the life of the Messiah. You cannot see that Holy Spirit manifested. And, uh, okay, yeah, Romans 8, okay. Um, <clears throat> so pick up 18 for me. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of Yahshua through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling, have given themselves over unto lasciviousness mm -hmm. to work all uncleanliness with greediness. But ye have not so learned, Yahshua, if so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Yahshua. Right. Okay, keep going. That you, that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust mm -hmm. and being renewed in the spirit of your mind. So you're putting off, see, this old man which is on the the uh, you know the left side of this brain see it's all encompassed into a brain you see how it's all convoluted that's a brain that's why we used we called it the brain chart and this is all this would be all happening in a human brain not at the same time though 
See, it's either one or the other. You cannot have both of them uh, coexisting with one another. It's got to be one or the other. And that's why it says testimony and see Yahshua on the cross put an end to all of that negative negativity right, inside of your brain. <laughs> he puts it in, writes it into your heart and in your mind. Well, where's your mind? But in your brain, see? And once he writes his spirit or puts his spirit within you, then all of that stuff there, um, uh, he's putting away lying, speaking every man truth with his neighbor for we are members one another. So he's, He's putting away the, all of those negativities once he puts his spirit in you. Um, 26? 22. Oh, okay. Go ahead. That you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt, according to the deceitful lust. See? In the deceitful two. lust. He's putting off concerning the former conversation the old man that old knight that's that old man and he puts it put it off just take it away see and what happens 23 and be renewed in the spirit of your mind mm -hmm. and that ye put on the new man mm -hmm. which after yahweh is created in righteousness and true holiness mm -hmm. so you Where put on that new man that new day you're putting that on. Go ahead. Keep going. Wherefore, putting away lying, mm -hmm. speaking every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Mm -hmm. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Mm -hmm. Neither give place to the devil. Mm -hmm. Let him that stole steal no more. Mm -hmm. but rather let him labor working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth mm -hmm. let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers Mm -hmm. It not the Holy Spirit of Yahweh, mm -hmm. whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Mm -hmm. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. See, that's all going to be put away from you. All of that stuff, see, in that old man that old night, that condemnation is just going to be put, put away, just gone. It's just gone from you. Um, okay, 32. And be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, mm -hmm. even as Yahweh, for Yahshua's sake, hath forgiven you mm -hmm. see now <clears throat> now we're in the new day um and all of those attributes see the humble and you're stable 
you're not worried about what's going on out in the world. You're concerned. You, you know, it's really um, sad to see. Uh, but we know that Yahshua has it all under control. That's the, our stability, knowing that he is under control. And love and spiritual mind and just and peace, that righteousness, peace and joy, that's where it is um, un under this new covenant or this new day that we're, that we're under. But look at it. If you can um, zoom in a little bit, uh, Greg, on that new heart. I want to bring out something here. Oh, okay. So here are all these um, positive attributes, right? All in red. See, and that's the holiness unto Yahweh. That's that new heart. That's the day star with the woman. And we have that moon under our feet. See, we are the woman. See, but look at over here. We have murders, liars, deceivers. What does that say? Deniers. 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 Now, those are little like serpents, right? And they're trying to get into the heart, but they're not gonna. But you see, they still exist. When we're, st when we're in the flesh, you see, all of those things are going to exist. And they're going to try to get into you and try to get you to uh, doubt or, you know, to, to lie or to do all of those. See, the false prophets, they're going to try and get in there and try to get you to uh, to um, say that, uh, you know, Yahshua is saving himself or whatever, you know, it's still going to be there. But it's not going to it's not going to penetrate that heart. There's no way it's not going to happen. But you got to realize that we can we're going to see it. We're going to uh, be able to point it out and say, look at that. That's that mystery of iniquity. It's still here. It's still around, you see, but it's not going to affect you as far as long as you have that Holy Spirit within you. Um, <clears throat> you know, the, the circumcision down here. I mean, there's just so much on this chart. It's just um, amazing. Um, you know, the, the natural, the to the law and to the prophets. See, the the uh and more the darkness see but yashua put an end to all of that negativity and now with the spirit of yashua in you see that's when uh you can experience and and you know the power within to to recognize it to um manifest it See, to realize that it's there and that Yahweh is real and Yahweh is real within you. Now, I know I didn't uh, run a lot of scriptures, but I really wanted to work with this uh, scripture reading because there's just so much in it. Um, and to realize that, you know, we have that vocation and it's a dedication and that is going, I mean, when you love something, you know, you're dedicated to it. And that, mm -hmm. you know, this is what all this is based on. If you love, see, the, the love is the top. If you love, see, 
it is compared to lust on the other side. See, lust is not permanent. You Nine know? minutes, Dr. Welch. Okay. And it, it fades away. You know, that lust just fades away. It doesn't last. But when you love something, you're dedicated to it. You know, you walk worthy of the vocation where in your call to that love and you, you experience that spiritual mind and that righteousness, peace, and joy in Yahshua. We're chaste and pure, that chaste virgin that uh, it says there <clears throat> in Revelation. It's just a beautiful thing. And, you know, I, I wish that I had gone simple because I've been watching listening to the Dr. Kinley tapes. And um, it seems like he just makes me realize that just knowing that Yahshua fulfilled the law and the prophets and brought in a new covenant is an amazing thing to know and understand where we take it for granted that it's a basic lecture. <laughs> you know, we call it a basic, I do. But it's just an amazing thing because the world doesn't know that. They don't know it. And we do. We see it. We see how Yahshua came in and fulfilled that law and prophets and brought in that new covenant. And if the world knew it, we wouldn't be able to turn the TV on and see what we're seeing out there in the world. But we know it. And that is our, that's our stability. See, that's what we need to hang on to. That's what we need to uh, uh, have walk worthy in. That's our dedication. So I hope that you got something out of that. I hope I wasn't too confusing. And I'm telling you all praise and all glory goes to Yahshua. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Welch. Our next speaker, we'd like to hear from the Dean of the Oceanside, California class, Dr. Dennis Volpe. Good evening, everyone. I want Good to say evening. that uh, the previous speakers, what they said was very, very uh, edifying. It was right to the point. It was right on what we have happening right in front of all of our eyes. Now, what I want to do is I want to pick it up right from where they left off, and especially some of the things that uh, Sharon had gotten into, because there were so many good points that were brought out, and something came to my mind. Now, Greg, would you please put up the A. Ashraya chart again, please? Now... <laughs> Part of the purpose of Yahweh, that it is imperative that we come to uh, a profound understanding of, is how, well, first of all, that there are two mysteries in operation. And second of all, how those mysteries are being reflected and manifested in the purpose that Yahweh has shown to try to demonstrate and get across to us the nature of, of both the mystery of righteousness and the mystery of iniquity. Now, mm -hmm. what we have with the mystery of iniquity, 
well, let's put it this way. Here's two simple functions with that seem to be uh, obviously in direct opposition. The mystery of righteousness, his purpose is to try to get you to know and understand what he is on the inside and does not then choose to manifest on the outside himself of being uh, when he's in the creation now any different or any more uh, special in appearance than any other person. Now we know back there in Isaiah that it said that when we shall see him he will have no beauty or comeliness that we can look upon to say, well, that's got to be the Messiah. And as Dr. Kinley once said, he said, now when he came in and was walking around, he looked like every other ordinary Jewish person there back at that time. He didn't look any different. And you wouldn't be able to pick him out if you had bumped into him walking down the street and say, well, that, that's the Messiah right there. He divested himself of his glory. But yet on the inside, yeah. he was a shining, uh, 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 glorified uh, being in, in that body that was shielded by the flesh. That was the veil that had to be put over that glorious body that presided on the inside of him. Now what that mystery is trying to do and I say trying, but truthfully he will be successful, is to get you to look past that, that veil and see something about him on the inside and recognize who he really is. Now on the opposite side of the chart, we have the mystery of iniquity. What he tries to do is look on the outside of something that is the opposite of what he really is on the inside. And... Yahshua told them that the mystery of iniquity would come to them as a, as a wolf in sheep's clothing. And he's going to disguise himself so that by you not knowing how to discern what is beyond the veil of the flesh, being carnally minded, he would have the appearance of someone beautiful, somebody desirable, and some somebody uh, that would look righteous. Run over there and get 2 Corinthians 11, I believe it is, where it talks about, and such are false apostles. Second Corinthians 11, 13. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles now look, of the Messiah. They transform themselves into apostles of the Messiah, meaning they appear on the outside to be doing something that looks righteous or to be ministers of righteousness. Read. And no marvel. For Satan himself is transformed into now an angel of light. Now he's transformed into an angel of light. Now, on the inside, what we have in Yahshua, here's what Yahshua told the scribes and the Pharisees. The scribes and the Pharisees walked around with all of the regalia 
that would make them look to be holy. And Yahshua called them graves that appear not, whitewashed sepulchers or sepulchers with dead man's bones, who on the outside were clean and looked white, but on the inside were full of can canker and rust and, and, and decay. Now that devil knows your limitations when you are in this creation walking around as a carnal mind that you cannot discern with past that veil. Yahshua also knows that you can't discern him past that veil. Now what Yahshua has to do is he has to be able to give you, or he has to put his spirit in you, to be able to give you a revelation so that you understand the nature of both mysteries. And then to perceive, the ability to perceive the nature as it is operating and know whether you're in the presence of the Creator Himself walking in a body or whether you're in the presence of one that appears to be righteous, appears to be a sheep, but is really a ravening wolf looking to devour you mm. and to deceive you. Now, we know in Thessalonians, uh, run over there for a minute in Thessalonians where it said, uh, be not soon shaken in mind. Mm. Remember that is, Deb? Second Thess 2 and 1. Second Thess 2 and 1. Now, we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Savior, Yahshua, and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Yahshua is at hand. Read. Let no man let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that now listen, be revealed. Listen, that day that we're all waiting for, and I'm talking about the universal of revelation of Yahshua from heaven, appearing in all of his glory with no veil, cannot come until there come a falling away and the man of sin be revealed. Now, in other words, the mystery of iniquity has to be accomplished before Yahshua can universally appear. And don't be soon shaken in mind or troubled in spirit because this is right, I'll say it the way Dr. Kinley said, he said, I'm not kicking about it. I'm just letting you know so that you're prepared to reject it. Now, what we look at, ladies and gentlemen, and what we have to really study, is how Yahweh is operating his purpose, because nothing takes place or occurs that is not going along or in accord with the purpose. It is spirit law and operation that everything must come, come forth, according to what Yahweh has set up in the purpose that he might reveal himself to us. Now what I want you to know is that there comes a time when that mystery of iniquity is going to be made manifest. 
And the manifestation is pointing to a principle or a spiritual reality. Now what we've just seen is we've seen a political event that has occurred, an election, with two candidates. And I'm not making no comments about either candidate. I'm only looking at what Yahweh used them to manifest or portray. We have one candidate that when he was elected said that he was going to make America great again. And that he was going to uh, do all these marvelous things that he promised to do. And people, of course, were excited about it, and he was voted into office. Now, once he got into office, he started denying scientific evidence that there was ample data to validate and prove that his views were not correct, which changed policy. On, and I'm not, again, I'm not trying to point to uh, a, a, a person. I'm trying to show you what Yahweh did. What, what, came in the, what came into play was a denial of what is true based on evidence. And many people believed what they were being told without any evidence to support it. So they called it a war of truth. What's the truth? What makes something, what should people believe? And of course, all kinds of accusations were sent forth by the president to get you to deny what the evidence was showing. The, he, taught, he touted conspiracies amongst all of the scientists in the world concerning climate. He refused to accept evidence about adversaries that we have and all these other kinds of things. And people believed it. People accepted it. Then when the virus happened, there was this denial that the virus was real and people were dying left and right. Doctors were getting up saying, this is what we need to do to try to stop the spread. We need to social distance, we need to wash our hands, and we need to keep our uh, a mask on, so to speak, to prevent us spreading the virus to other people. And he denied that, that that was necessary. And people believed it, and people are dying left and right. In fact, on the other night on the news, they showed one fellow, I don't know how old he was, I would say he was in his early 30s, possibly maybe even a little older, that was in a hospital with breathing uh, uh, things in his nose that was gasping for breath, essentially he was dying, and he did a video and he started crying because he was a person that didn't believe he needed to wear a mask and bought into that, now he's dying and he's pleading with people to believe it now. Now all of a sudden we come down to the point where we have another candidate that challenges for who's going to lead this country. What he does is he says what we need to do is heal the wounds. We have to find some way for us to be reunited. We have to get back to what the evidence shows and support 
that there's a problem that needs to be worked with. We had one that was trying to encourage people to forgive other people that were on a different point of view than what they, what you have, and to try to accept evidence that supports whether something is true or not. Then, of course, the president made the claim that the election was rigged and all these people did things that were criminal or whatever, that were counting votes or whatever the case might be, and it was, it was investigated by several agencies and found to be completely unreliable un, 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 uh, that those things actually happened. There was no evidence to support that, and yet thousands of people still believed what this man said. Now, am I trying to get you to be a Democrat or not to be a Republican? No. I'm trying to show you what Yahweh's manifesting here about principles. Because everything you see out there is what's happened right within our own organization. Where the founder taught things with strict evidence that could not be refuted or disputed and people started denying with the right in our own organization, denying what the founder taught in the face of the evidence, and had no evidence to support that it was wrong or to support now what they are perpetuating to be true. And both sides were claiming that they were under the direction of the Holy Spirit. And you have to sit and listen to these things being taught and decide what is the right course for what you should believe to be true. And the founder even went as far in December of 1975 to go down to class in Los Angeles and talk about how somebody would rise up and teach something different than what he was teaching. And he said, no, I'm not kicking about it. In other words, I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you, he said, so you're prepared to reject it. Now, I want you to know you have to decide which one is the mystery of righteousness and which one is the mystery of iniquity. Now, that being said, let me take that into something that I've been thinking about uh, because there was a scripture that was read in one of the classes that, that um, has been on my mind, something in that scripture. I want you to go over to Matthew, the 10th chapter, if you don't mind, just for a minute. Let me, uh, let me see if I can get over there with you. I think it's Matthew 10, uh, let me see here. I want to say 11, 12, somewhere in there. Now, this is where Yash was sending out... He's sending out the apostles uh, before Pentecost, and he's telling them to go out and preach that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, let's go ahead and start reading at 11, would you please? Matthew 10 and 11. And into whatsoever city or town ye shall enter, require who now, it is worthy. Now, when he I... says inquire in it who is worthy, he's not talking about knocking on a door and saying, are you worthy to hear what I'm about to tell you? The inquiry is that when we go out and preach the gospel, the only ones that are worthy are the ones that Yahweh has chosen. 
Because nobody that they went and preached to was without was without sin. When the apostles went out, everybody they went to had sin. There was none righteous, no, not one. So none of them were worthy from the venture from the standpoint that they were living a righteous life or were a person that you would deem as being righteous. The worthiness is whether Yahweh has chosen to reveal himself to you. Keep reading. Go ahead. And there abide till you go thence. And when you come into a house, salute it. And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it be not worthy, let your Now, what I want you to know you. is, when they came in there, they came in there to find out, or that is to say, to let their peace come upon it. Now, hold your finger there. Somebody else run over and get me Romans. Stand by. Hang on for a minute here, because I've got to find this again. Uh, one second. I'll have it. I'll have it. One second. And by, I've got to get down here. I had it, and I had to go to a different spot in my Bible here. Um. And I'll have it one second. I want you to go, I think it's the 10th chapter of Romans, if you don't mind. And I want to say it's verse 15. And how shall yeah, that, uh, uh All right, hang on, I'm almost there. Romans, let's see, three, all right, well, uh, you can pick it up a verse. Okay, Romans 10 and 14, how then, I'll pick it up in 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of Yahshua mm -hmm. shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom mm -hmm. they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom now, they he, have not remember, heard? Remember, when the apostles were sent out to preach, in Matthew 28, 19, Yahshua told them to go ye therefore and teach all nations. They were sent out to teach. Baptize, this is what they were teaching, what they were supposed to teach. Baptizing or immersing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. In other words, immersing them in the understanding and knowledge of those names. Right? Now, yes. here, here's Paul writing here about those people being prepared to go out and preach. Now, Yahshua prepared all the apostles for the advent of the day of Pentecost. Those three and a half years they spent with him, they were gathering information, albeit that they did not understand the reality at that point. But Yahshua told them in John 14 that when the Holy Spirit, which was the Comforter, came, it would bring back to their remembrance all things whatsoever he had said unto them. So that Yahshua laid up in them many things that he said that later the Holy Spirit would resurrect that in their understanding 
with them now having a revelation of it and be able to preach it. So here Paul is saying, how shall they preach? Go ahead, read. And how shall they hear read. without a preacher? How shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them. That now what the they were preaching peace. was the gospel of peace. When Yahshua told the apostles in the 10th chapter, let your peace come upon that house to those that are worthy. The gospel of salvation of a soul and forgiveness of sin will bring peace to a person's soul. And they were being yes. instructed to go out and preach the gospel of peace. Now the mystery of iniquity, this is what he does. Go over to Second Peter. Hang on for a minute while I get this, too. I want to get over there with you. Uh, hang on. Oh, boy. Oh, darn it. Hang on. Let me go back. I just had it. I'm going to pull it up again if I can. All right. Second Peter. Uh, I want to say it's two. Oh, uh, where are we? All right, I want you to start at. He's talking about the mystery of iniquity here. I'm not going to have you read the whole thing, but I want you to start at 17. Second Peter 2 and 17. These are wells without water. Clouds that are now, this is what the mystery the of iniquity is. He's coming at you as a wolf in sheep's clothing, transforming to appear as a minister of righteousness. But what they really are is they're a well without water. They say a lot, they act like they know things, but they really don't have living water. In other words, that living water is the things that are believed according to what? The law and the prophets. He that believeth on me, as the scriptures have said. They don't have witnesses. There's no living water in them. Read. Clouds that are... Now listen, what you tempest. saw today on the news was a tempest. And people carried away, worked up to believe a lie that... The election was rigged. Even their, their own people in the Republican Party and, and many of the members of Trump's uh, 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 inner circle didn't accept, didn't believe that it really was a corrupted uh, vote, uh, 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 voting uh, that took place. So it was, uh, they were carried away. The followers of him blindly followed this man and, are, and got worked up and were carried away by a tempest of false accusations. Now watch, the same thing happened in the school. There were accusations made against Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley, saying that he, he deceived us, and that he was playing the part of the mystery of iniquity. And people accepted it because of who said it with no witnesses, no evidence, and got carried away and swept away in it. Keep reading, please. They are carried 
with a tempest, to whom the midst of darkness Rain. is reserved forever. And when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure. Oh, the they speak, speak the these great words. Oh, they give you a lecture. And they allure. In other words, they appeal to something in you that you're lusting for. That's how the mystery of iniquity works. When Trump promised he was going to do all these things and all this stuff and get rid of all of the, the uh, you know, the uh, illegal immigrants and we're going to put the wall up and make China, or Mexico pay for it, all the people wanted to hear that stuff and they believed it. See, and when somebody else came in here and said, "Look, you come in here with a demonic spirit and you don't and you don't have a soul and you have to have a replacement," and, and all, oh, that explains why I've been bad or why I, you know, blah. In other words. These people put their trust in this man, believing that he would lead them. Read. Keep reading. They allure through the lust of the flesh, through much wantonness, those that were clean escaped from them Read. who live in error. Now but what they promised, liberty, what the mystery of iniquity is promising you is liberty, which is freedom. Go ahead. They themselves the ones the that are promising liberty are the ones that are corrupt. Read. For of whom a man is overcome of the same is he brought Read. in bondage. For if they had, for if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of our Savior Yahshua, they are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end, Those people them, that were promised liberty, that they would receive a new soul, or a new creature, a, a birth that I guess, were promised liberty, and they abandoned the gospel of peace and salvation, and threw out the name of Yahshua, and accepted that, oh, that was just some name, and it doesn't matter, it's just syllables, it's the character, and now they refer to Yahweh Elohim as Dr. Kinley. And overturned all of the witnesses and evidence the founder gave, everything he said to us, which is in direct harmony with what the Holy Spirit spoke down through all of the law and the prophets and what the apostles taught. They got you to throw it all out. And even went so far to say that Dr. Kinley wrote the Bible to deceive the world. And people have handed their soul over to the mystery of iniquity and thrown away their eternal life. And when this thing ends, there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth for what they have let the mystery of iniquity steal their inheritance. And Yahshua talked about the man that found a pearl of great price. When he found it in the field, he was, he was willing to give up everything to retain and to keep that pearl. Everything we try to acquire in this life is the satisfying of our own lust. You have to be willing to give up all of it to be a servant and a son of Yahshua 
to receive the inheritance and follow after him. And as he told that one man came to Yahshua and said, What should I do? What should I do that mm -hmm. I can have eternal life? And Yahshua told the wealthy man, the rich man, he said, Sell all that you have and give it to the poor. And the man could not do that. He could not give up what he acquired in this life in order to receive eternal life. And don't you know that every one of us are going to be called to give something up that is dear to us in order to serve Yahshua the Messiah? It just, and it, it just can't be any other way. Yahshua is manifesting the mystery of iniquity who will promise you liberty. But it's only the gospel of peace that is being preached according to the witnesses of the law and the prophets that you can have any confidence in. And you should stand on the law and the prophets. Now if you look at that A. Asherah chart where the mystery of uh, righteousness is there, right there at the feet you see two trees. One says law, the other one says prophets. Those trees are planted firm. And I want you to know that your feet have to be planted firm in the law and the prophets. Now, you know, this is a corny little pun I'm going to say, but at the bottom of your feet are your souls. Your souls have to be planted in the law and the prophets. And stand steady in the law and the prophets. If they cannot deny the truth by showing you adequate witnesses, you should not Believe it no matter who says it. And listen, you might think you're following somebody you trust. I trust my dean. My dean said, I want you to know that that's not good enough. You have to, Dr. Kinley said, you're going to have to stand on your own two feet. And you're going to have to look Yahshua in the eye and give an account. And you're not going to have your dean with you, you're not going to have your wife with you, your husband with you, your classmates, or anybody else. And you're going to have to give an account of what you believe, what you know, what you have come to learn. And if we don't realize that every one of us are, are required to personally and individually give an account of our souls, then we think we can ride in on somebody else's coattails. And the other night there was a scripture that we read in Peter. Uh, we had read in Peter where he talked about the righteous being scarcely saved. Would you go over and get that for me? That's that's in Peter also. I might be even uh, it might be in this chapter. Hang on. No, well this one he talked about. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning after they've escaped the pollution of the world through the knowledge of Yahshua Messiah. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. You follow? And, it's, and, it, and according to the proverb, it says, The dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed were wallowing in the mire. Now, in the other night we read, I think it was not First Peter, but Second Peter. Let's, I mean, uh, not Second Peter, but First Peter, I believe. The fourth chapter, if I'm not mistaken. First yeah, thank you. Would you mind uh, picking that right there, picking it up there where it talks about? Uh, uh, well, let me go over there because I want to make sure we start at the right the right spot here. He said First uh, Peter four, right? 
Eight, 18, yes. you yes. said, right? It's 17. Yes. Okay, I want to start at 17, of course. First Peter 4, go ahead, Reeb. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of Yahweh. And if it first began, began at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of Yahshua? For if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and Now, the I, want you, I want to draw to your attention something. I hope you noted that word scarcely. Because I want you to know that we ain't going through there, ladies and gentlemen, uh, with a landslide victory. You understand? I want you to know that scarcely is the same principle as a, a remnant. And I would be, if I would say this would be wise for you to do, to consider the possibility, although it's really, in one sense it is, it really isn't a possibility, but I'll just say it this way. The possibility, I would worry about whether the possibility exists that I'm not one of those that are scarcely saved. Why? Because I want to know that if I'm not acceptable, that I need Yahshua to make me acceptable in any way that's possible. We know he's going to do that. I realize that. But I want you to know, ladies and gentlemen, we have to examine ourselves whether we be of the faith and we have to uh, as Paul said let any let every one of us fear lest we should come short of the promise and not enter into our rest because of unbelief those were admonitions that were given to us by the apostles not to take for granted because you make class three times a week on zoom that you got it made we want to look at and make sure that Yahshua is the spirit that we are following and not following after any man, My your favorite speaker, the person that you admire so much in the teaching. I'm not saying you shouldn't, uh, you know, take advantage of obviously uh, learning and getting something from those people, but by the same token, you have to know it for yourself. You have to check it out. You have to be uh, convinced of it. You have to be uh, fully persuaded. Now, if the righteous be scarcely saved, where shall the sinner and the ungodly appear? And judgment's going to begin at the house of Yahweh. It's going to begin right with us. Those people that have been in this school, I say the school, because Doc said, I'm right down here. He would get on the floor and he would make this statement. He said, I'm raising up both mysteries down here right on a chair. And, of course, everybody would be sitting there when he made that statement thinking of somebody else in the room that they think is the that other mystery. Well, I got to tell you. I got to tell you, you better do some examination of yourself because Doc told us before when we thought this thing was going out at one point back there in the 70s, Doc said, "Get your house in order." That's what he told us. And if there's anything that is standing between you and your dedication and serving of Yahshua, then you need now to examine yourself and don't let anything, anything hinder you from continuing in the faith 
and remaining steadfast to the end. Because that's what the devil's trying to do. He's trying to cause you to doubt. He's trying to cause you to doubt and then to turn away from sound doctrine. And that's what we saw in the world. That's what you're saying. Here, for, for more than 200 years in this country, we prided ourselves on our democratic system of government and peaceful transition of power. Well, that's over with. I read an article this afternoon that there are leaders in the world that are speaking against what they saw manifested here in the United States about this democracy and how people have reacted because we look like a third world country today. And who incited that, by the way? Mm -hmm. Yahweh's manifesting both mysteries. One mystery is being patient, waiting for his time. The other one doesn't want to relinquish power. Now the devil has been given power over this world. He's the god of this world. And when Yahshua comes in and liberates you, true liberty, through the, full, from, through the gospel of peace, the devil does not want to relinquish power of having control of your soul. That's why we see on that chart, go back over to that heart chart for a minute that you were on, or the brain chart, excuse me. It's actually the brain and the heart. But we see those, those, those uh, snakes there trying to attack that new heart. The deniers the deceivers, the liars, the murderers, the false prophets. All of that stuff, ladies and gentlemen, is an attempt for the devil to try to bring you back to Egypt or the other side of the chart. Just like when the children of Israel came up, he continuously, continuous, Dr. Kinley said that when, 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 when Pharaoh was drowned in the Red Sea and his host, he said you cannot drown a satanic spirit in water. He said what they simply did there was disembody those spirits and they went and incarnated in the uh, 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 bodies of some Israelites to try to continue to test and tempt and deceive the people there in the wilderness. And what did they do when they tried to deceive one another? They used denial. They were false prophets saying they were, they, aren't we not all holy? They were liars. And they were trying to get you to turn from the truth and stop trusting in Yahweh. In this man, Moses. Don't be fooled, ladies and gentlemen. It's a fight to the finish, and Doc warned us about that. We're going to have to continue in the faith. And recently, we were read that our salvation was contingent upon us continuing to, let, to hold on to what we first received. Right. And you're going to have to hold on to it with all that's in you because the devil is trying to yank it away from you in some capacity. Don't let him do it, ladies and gentlemen. Come to class. Class is here to encourage you, to let you know that Yahshua has chosen you, for you to have confidence and that you dedicate your life to him and be willing to die for this teaching. And I promise you, with that attitude in you, you will receive a crown of glory and an inheritance everlasting. I hope this made sense. I hope you got something out of it. And all I can say is peace to all of us, to all of you, in Yahshua the Messiah and His glorious gospel. With that, I'll hand it back to the moderator. Thank you for the opportunity.
Thank you, Dr. Volpe. I request everyone that you um, remain muted until we tell you we're done rec with recording. And now I'll be saying the doxology to end the class and um, look forward to seeing everyone again next week. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless in the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise Elohim, our Savior, through Yahshua Messiah, our Sovereign, belong glory and majesty, dominion and power, both before all time, now and ever. All say hallelujah. Hallelujah. hallelujah.